Well, hey, welcome to the Pondo Podcast. I'm so excited to dive into the Camp Talk edition today, and uh, it's going to be a special episode because I have with me the Pierces. You guys, can you say hello? Hello. Hello. We have Daniel and Brittany, um, and uh, Dan and Becky are actually visiting their, uh, actually, I don't think it's born this very second, but they have a grandbaby on the way, so they're getting ready to go see their new grandbaby, uh, grandboy. I think uh, his nickname is JD3, like the coolest nickname. It's like John Daniel the Third. I'm oh, like, wow. if he is not like the president one day, <laughs> um, such a cool name. So, anyways, uh, so I have the Pierces with me, stepping in for the Skippers, and um, these guys have a really cool story. Uh, they've been coming to Pondo forever, and so we actually just wrapped up our second winter one day yesterday. So I thought, hey, it'd be so cool to have these guys come in and uh, we'll just talk about their journey from camper to counselors, um, um, leaders here at Pondo. And so excited to dive into that. So real quick, uh, I want to have you guys join me and just kind of doing like a quick recap of the winter one days. So if you don't know what the winter one days are, they are these one day camp events that we decided to do since we couldn't do our typical winter camp um, overnight Friday through Sunday deal. And so this is our second one. We had one in January, um, wrapped uh, one up yesterday and uh, had about 145 students here. And man, it was absolutely amazing. Um, let me just throw a question at you guys. You've been to camp for years and years and years, trying to take an, an entire camp experience and kind of wrap it up into a day. Uh, what what were y'all's thoughts just as, as experienced Pondo um what like what did you think how did it go um I think that it really encapsulated like what an entire like week or weekend at Pondo would be in one day just because not only was everyone here so excited to have like life on the camp um campus but also because everyone who was showing up was so ready to experience Pondo like they came with their hearts willing and we came with like so much energy ready mm. to like give them that, yeah. that I think that um, it was just like kind of magical the way it all um, came together with just like a lot of energy mm. um, and really was like crammed an entire Pondo experience into one day. And I think people mm. really left feeling that. Yeah, I really think that it was special to see that even the parents would individually drive their kids up and just that's how much it meant to them that every single parent would drive their kids up and uh, just drop them off and because they knew that their kid was going to have a good day and they were going to have a uh, community around mm -hmm. them and uh, the camp experience that they've been uh, missing um, and I think that that was really important for them to have mm -hmm. but um, just such a cool way to experience Pondo just in one day and be able to uh, just fit everything in. It was just really special for, mm. I think, all the kids there. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. I think you guys nailed it. Uh, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do for these kids is, I mean, it's been a year since they've been able to come to Pondo. And uh, with just all the, the chaos and the craziness that's going on, we made a commitment as a team, as a, as a Pondo crew, both full-time staff and our volunteers that came up to help, that we weren't going to mention COVID. And this is our second time doing the winter one day and second time making it through a full day without mentioning or referencing COVID and, uh, and just all the, the stuff that has kind of come with that. And that's not like a pat on our back. I just think it's um, kind of a testament to show that these kids, uh, 
would still be dealing with some of the same things, whether we were in a pandemic mm -hmm. um, or not. I mean, it's tough being a teenager. And so to provide a space for them to come and experience God and his love and his creation and just to be kids. Um, like we were just having breakfast this morning talking about that for a lot of these kids that come to Pondo, um, it's not even the band or the speakers that really make this a safe and life-giving and um, spiritually developing place for them. It's, it's sometimes just the fact that they get to come and just be a kid. They get to have three really good meals. They get to have a, a warm, safe place just to be. And um, they're not being judged. They're not being, um, you know, they're not having to deal with the craziness of their home lives and their cities and the things that are going on around them. And they can just come and, and have a, a ton of fun throwing snowballs at each other and eating a ton of cookies. And, um, you know, another thing that we wanted to do with these one or one days is just go over the top in serving these kids. And I just want to give a huge shout out to our chef, Rob. He, he made this possible. Um, I don't know of another camp that for a one day event would um, have an entire donut bar for breakfast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm a big cake donut guy. So when I, people show up with like good chocolate covered cake donuts, I know it's going to be a good day. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure we had short rib tacos for lunch and then tri-tip steak dinner with mashed potatoes, green beans, and like brownies, I think is yeah. what it was for dinner. It's unreal. Um, and then he did like cookies and milk and all kinds of stuff as an afternoon snack. And so... Um, obviously camp's not just about the food, but I mean, good gosh, Rob, that was mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. So, um, just a plus we actually have a fire going on in the background. So, um, it sounds like there's bombs going off. Uh, <laughs> we're just trying to like get cozy up here in the chalet, um, with the fire in the background. So, well, cool. Well, uh, yeah. And I'll just wrap that part up by saying that like the winter one day, um, was really kind of a big step, um, for Pondo because with everything that's going on. And not being able to provide the typical winter camp experience, uh, we felt discouraged, to be honest. Um, and we we spent a lot of time praying over, hey, um, God, what would you have for us to just to continue to be an encouragement um, and provide space for students to encounter Jesus? And this one day thing kind of came up. And uh, we actually um, have done two, and we have two more that we'll be doing in March. And uh, it's been so cool to see the response. Um, youth pastors have um, just given us a lot of like really solid feedback. Parents have given us solid feedback. And um, we've had an amazing volunteer team that's come up and just um, served and like poured their hearts out for these kids. And, uh, and so um, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're part of like a youth ministry or another camp or something like that, I just encourage you, get creative um, with the ways that you're serving these kids. You don't have to throw on these big full-blown events. Um, these kids just want to come um, together um, have a good time and I, and I think learn about who God is through different ways. And so, um, yeah, we're just honored that God would allow us this opportunity here at Pondo to, to do the winter one day. So it was a ton of fun. So you guys have anything else to add with the, the winter one days? Uh, just that if I was a kid and someone gave me the opportunity to spend any sort of time at camp, mm -hmm. I would take it. Yeah. Honestly, like, especially with the year that we just had, like any time, if it was even just a half day, like yeah. I would have gone in a heartbeat, Love like it. no matter how long I was there, like I would have wanted to go for That's sure. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, sweet. Well, that sets us up perfect because one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on is you guys have been coming to Pondo for forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's just talk about that. Tell me about the first time you ever came to Pondo. How old were you? Um, and, uh, how was that experience? Man, I think it was sixth grade. 
I mean, it just immediately when I was able to go to camp, I went and I was just surrounded by tons of people that, uh, you know, the high schoolers who with every summer camp were just 100% in all the time. Uh, They were always wanting to participate and the participation was just so much fun. And you were just kind of united as Mm -hmm. like a team and, you know, a church family. Um, and man, yeah, at every age, it was just so much fun. Mm. Like it was always just building off of one year after the other with your camp experience and helping others to experience the same. Yeah. So. And just for context, you guys are how old? 22. 22. And I will be 22 tomorrow. Yeah. Well, hey, dude, happy early birthday. <laughs> so cool. This is my present to you to be on a podcast. Thank so, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you guys are, you got married back in October, yes. right? And uh, I had the privilege of DJing these guys' wedding. Um, and just so cool that the re- see how those relationships kind of form at camp and mm-hmm. um, how, like, you know, just hopefully, like, mutually encouraging this relationship is because I'm inspired mm-hmm. by you guys and, mm-hmm. um, and just so thankful you come and, like, pour your time out here at camp. But, um, and then you guys came to Pondo with which church and where are you from? Um, so we came with Living Way Church, which is like a church in Poway, mm-hmm. um, which is like in the mid San Diego region. Um, and our church has been coming to Pondo since long before we were ever even in the youth group. So cool. Um, so I think part of why coming to Pondo was so exciting was because it was something you had heard like your youth leaders talk about and their parents talk about and like, Oh, at Pondo, like this Mm. is, you know, this is what's so great. And this is what's so great. So it was something that like stepping into it, like our expectations were through the roof and they were like, never met with disappointment either, mm. which I think is something that's been like really cool about Pond. Like I remember when I first got to come, I had like all of these preconceived ideas, like the whole drive up, everyone was like, Oh, and this and this and this and this. <laughs> and I showed up and I wasn't like met with anything less, but than that expectation, but really it was exceeded like so tenfold. Cool. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So, okay. So you, you started coming to camp at sixth grade. Was that the same for you, Brittany? Was I think it was actually in seventh grade. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so you come at like kind of stepping into junior high. What? How do you feel like camp, like specifically Pondo, uh, helped you as a kind of junior high, junior high student maybe develop a deeper relationship with like your youth group? Um, and maybe if you want to add to this, like how did it prep you going into the school year? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think... It, maybe what one of the answers I'm kind of looking for and you guys will hit to this, but it like, you know, the typical camp high, mm-hmm. um, that's a reality for everybody, especially yeah. when you're a young junior high student, but going beyond the camp high, how did it, how did it have an impact on your life as a, as a young junior high student? So I think that, um, one thing that Pondo kind of equipped our entire youth group for was that everyone enjoyed coming so much and the different aspects of it, that it was something that like kind of inspired and recalibrated our youth group each year. It was something that like united us and like wanted us, helped us um, have something to almost strive for in terms of like atmosphere of worship and like willingness of our hearts. And so as we like would leave camp, I always remember like the first few weeks after at youth group, we would, you know, talk about like, how are we going to create some of those same um, environments and atmospheres? How are we, you know, practicing, fellowship and Mm -hmm. kindness in our youth group in a way that like it reflects what we um, feel at Pondo. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it was really healthy for our youth group in that way. Um, And then just like on a personal basis, I think that something that um, Pondo like created the space for was like just um, at that point of exhaustion, like the vulnerability to know that like this, you know, this is what life 
with Jesus feels like that fulfilled, that excitement, that exhaustion, that joy, like all in one thing, like that is what it feels like. And, um, it was almost like this little feeling and reminder that made you want to come back to that spot, like to that feeling. Um, and so I think like always like striving for getting myself back to that feeling of like purpose and like Mm -hmm. that home based feeling just within myself and within my relationship with God, that Pondo always like helped to facilitate, Mm -hmm. um, was always inspiring in the months afterwards. Yeah. So good. Daniel, what about you? Mm. So I think coming in, um, you know, you stay in cabins with these people, you are hanging out with them all day long. It's not just like a couple hours at youth group and, uh, you kind of just spend much more time with people you might not have spent time with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you have your close, tight-knit friends, but then you also branch out and you end up spending time with everybody. And everybody gets close and everybody just, you know, you join a tighter-knit community um, at your youth group. And I think that that's really cool um, to kind of expand everyone's kind of friend groups and mm-hmm. everything. So um, I think that uh, was definitely big for me was the community aspect. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the way that it equipped me for the school year um, and just my time as a junior higher, I don't know. I just loved seeing everyone, like the high schoolers and everyone that was older than me have uh, the time of their lives. And I was like, you know what? This is the place to have the time of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you see everyone worshiping uh, with all they have. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's such a cool experience. And you see that and you say, like, I want to give my all. Like, mm-hmm. I want to surrender yeah. the same way that I see other people. And you kind of... Um, you kind of learn from a lot of the other people at camp. So Mm -hmm. I think that that really impacted me. Yeah, so cool. So, and and this may kind of be a similar answer, but coming back year after year after year, like what what kept bringing you back to Pondo? I mean, because it's, you know, it's nothing crazy different year to year. It's similar programming, different themes, maybe different staffing and things like that. But what brings you back to like a camp, like year after year, especially as you kind of get into later into high school, because there's so many things happening. There's so many things that are pulling at your time, but to, to set aside and dedicate yourself to coming to camp and experiencing that, like why? Like, so I think the thing that like kept me coming back was the, so I'll say like at my first camp, I came in and I was friends with um, like a very particular few um, at my youth group. And then I came to my first camp and I left being friends with our entire youth group. Mm-hmm. And I think that like um, unity was like, cause I think everyone struggles with feeling lonely, mm-hmm. especially in the years of like middle school and high school. Like feeling lonely is such a common feeling that no one ever believes everyone else is feeling too. And I think that always leaving camp with this feeling of um, camaraderie and this feeling of like we're all sinners and we all need Jesus and we all just had the time of our lives encountering Jesus for five days Um, and like the friendships that were formed that were then our community back you know down the mountain Um, I think that is why it was always something that like was so important to make the room for and spend the money on like Mm. because that's so invaluable and like feeling purposed and feeling like you're part of a community in those years, I think is really crucial for like your spiritual well being and even like mental health. So I think that that was like something that maybe in hindsight, I can see the value in it more, but back then it was just like you go to camp because mm-hmm. then you, you feel more a part of our youth group and our friend group. And 
Um, yeah. 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 And just to kind of piggyback off of that, um, I think a major part of what brings, especially uh, the youth group we were a part of, was the church time. Uh, the church time was always like a really close, um, bringing everyone together, everyone would share, like even the people you didn't think would ever share. Um, everyone would come together and really relate to each other uh, in a way that they don't normally in conversation or even at youth group. Mm. Um, and every year, people would just keep sharing and it was always mm. really cool to see uh, where everybody was at mm-hmm. and that just like Brittany said, like you know that you're not alone in the feelings that you have. Um, and I think that that was really important, especially for us um, mm. in our youth group. Yeah, love that. And I think you guys would agree with me on this, but when you're a kid who's involved in your youth group like week to week and you come to camp and you experience that, like what you just described together, I think it creates almost a responsibility mm-hmm. like that you feel to invite other people to come experience that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's one thing to invite people to your youth group, you know, where they're like on it, you know, it's kind of a thing like week to week that you do. But it was another thing I specifically remember inviting someone to camp because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, like we're going to get away and there's this thing that like we do there that like you like you're going to love it. Yeah. And like the like especially for my camp, it's like the food is terrible, <laughs> but but it's but it's like it's worth it, though, you know, and like we're going to eat frozen burritos and drink a lot of Kool-Aid, you know. But then I was that kid that my mom uh, she would like literally pack like one of those like moving crates, like full of <laughs> snacks for me and would have it eaten by Tuesday night, you know, yep. um, you know, it was so crazy. So, yeah. So I love that feeling of inviting people into that space. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's part of your story that over time, that responsibility and that opportunity that you had to invite people into that turned into a desire to now like step up and lead mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. because, uh, you guys went to camp, right, all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, did you immediately come back the next year as, as youth leaders? Or, like, talk, yeah. about, talk about that. Yeah, so I um, Kate became a youth leader, like, right out of high school because um, our youth group was in need of a girl leader. And I was quite a few years older than the next girl um, in our youth group. And so I, you know, went from one year being the – only senior girl to the next year being the only girl youth leader. And I just remember, um, like being so excited that I got to even come back because you never want a camp to be your last camp Mm -hmm. or I never do. Um, and so I think that I was, um, so excited to be able to even like play a small part in creating, the experience and the encounters with Jesus that I had always had at camp. Mm -hmm. And so I think coming back, um, as a leader, I just knew that I had to take on more responsibility because it wasn't my responsibility anymore to be the person experiencing. It It was my responsibility to be setting the stage for it. Um, and I think that once I got to come to camp as a leader, I actually enjoyed it even more Mm -hmm. than when I was a camper because I got to see, like, you know, turning in worship and seeing my youth kids like worshiping their hearts out and every single time just like breaking down because like that was what I always Mm -hmm. loved about camp. And Mm -hmm. so like turning to my side and like seeing my kids like raising their hands and on their knees and just like pouring it out was always like, this is why I even am a youth leader in the first place. Like it's for these moments. So, Mm. yeah, no, I was, um, yeah, I became a youth leader just directly out of high school. Um, I just, loved the idea of it and I just wanted to be the person that 
kids could rely on. Mm -hmm. And even if that wasn't like happening all the time, like it doesn't matter if the kids come up to you all the time and like, oh, here are my issues or whatever, but you get to play a part in being them, like being there for them every week and going to camp with them and Mm -hmm. really making sure that they get the experience that you know you loved having Mm -hmm. when you were in youth group. Yeah. So with that, you have been here, you know, for years as a camper, you come back as a youth leader. What is something as a youth leader that you think back on as a camper and you're like, Hey, I, I was a little, maybe too focused on this part of camp that I missed out on certain things. So now as leaders, you guys are trying to maybe help guide those students in. So I'm like the most competitive person. Um, and every camp I ever showed up to, it was like the best part was of rec was that you just get to like scream your competitive lungs out. Um, and as a camper, I remembered having the wonderful experiences in chapel and in worship and then having like even the same amount of like fun being, um, in a rec game, but I being as competitive as I was, like, I think that oftentimes took priority in my mind. And I caught myself a few times as a, a youth kid, almost trying to like tone back how much energy I spent in chapel so that I would have energy for the next day. (laughs) And I remember, but, and that was just, I mean, my competitive nature, I was like, I got to get it, you know, like I got to be as strong as I can be tomorrow for all those competitions. Um, and then I think when I became a youth leader, the competitiveness absolutely did not go away and I'm still screaming my lungs out, but I think displaying to my youth kids, like that the passion that you have in a rec game should be half of the passion that you Mm. display in worship and Mm. in church time Mm. and in, um, buzz groups. Like Mm. you should, if you are 110% on the field, you should be 175% in all those Mm. other areas because that really is what you're going to walk away feeling life from. Um, and so I think that's something that like I recognized as a youth leader, I did a lot more as a camper Mm. and have tried to like example to my youth kids and even to other campers like this is what you think it's all about but really what it's all about is like encountering jesus and being having your life changed one camp at a time totally yeah in a in a different way for me i think i really um valued the connection with everybody and i think that as a youth leader um i really want to create an atmosphere of everyone being in a community and Mm -hmm. everyone really participating and especially with things like like an altar call like when I was a camper sometimes it was really hard for me to you know like raise your hand and like really step out and sometimes you like you just you can't like you're just sitting there and you're like I can't put my hand up and then afterwards like a youth leader might walk up to you and be like hey like if there's anything you need like I'm here for you and even though you might not pour your heart out like you know that that person is going to listen and respond. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey, like, even though I didn't raise my hand, like God's there for me and I have this youth leader there for Mm -hmm. me. And um, I think that that's really important to have that um, kind of connection with your leaders, not just as leaders, but as like uh, like a friend. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, as you guys were talking, I was just thinking about like just in the back of my mind, like the, the amount of time that you guys have spent here and that it's probably starting to feel like, I know it is for me, is like when we have camp, it just feels like a big family reunion, mm-hmm. you know, especially at a small camp like this, you know, yeah. where, I mean, you know, yesterday we had 145 kids here, you know, and it was like, it still felt full and it still, I met a lot of new people, 
but then there's so many of these kids it's just like you know I, you get to see them grow up mm-hmm. you know yeah and so that's what's really cool about uh you know going from that camper to youth leader to actually where you guys have stepped in recently to being a part of our our team like the pondo team yeah um is that you guys now get that opportunity to step outside of your kind of church group mm-hmm. and take on kind of this bigger role of investing kids from different churches. And uh, yeah, and it's just so cool, like the opportunity that God gives us to step into this kind of place of influence mm-hmm. with these kids. And you guys were actually working the big swing yesterday during <laughs> free time and like freezing our tails off. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the wind was kicking yesterday. But man, like just those, those little 30 second interactions that you guys are having with these kids as you're buckling in them to their doom, you know, (laughs) um, and then like, you know, pulling them back, like just those moments, they mean so much to these kids, you know, and you might just be that guy that's hooking them up into the big swing. But I think to that kid, especially when you know that you learn their name and, um, you know, you, you start to become intentional with these little questions, man, like you take on a bigger role, like Mm -hmm. a, such a bigger role. And, uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. So, um, let me ask one more question and then uh, I want to wrap this up with you guys just telling like your favorite, like Camp Pondo story and, uh, and we'll end, uh, we'll end on, on a good note like that. But as you guys think about camp, as you think about coming and and volunteering your time to be here and to serve and and to do some hard work, what is it if you if you had to nail it to one thing like what is the one thing you've talked about community you've talked about really helping kids understand like what it's all about Mm -hmm. um but for you and what you believe god has called you to and gifted you guys to now in your marriage um what is it about pondo and camp that gives you the space to to do that so every time we are heading up here i always like bursting with excitement because Pondo is like my Disneyland. Like I, it is my happy place. And I think it's the place where I always feel the most myself and like the most, um, like purpose or close closest to my purpose. Um, which obviously is to glorify God, but like on a more specific level, I think that, um, God has really equipped me to, um, make people feel really important and make them feel really like seen for who they are and comfortable Mm -hmm. being who they are. Um, and I think Pondo specifically, um, not only always like gave that to me, like gave me that benefit, like you get to be who you are here and you're fully accepted for Mm -hmm. that, but that, um, it creates the space where I get to, even in the little 30 second interactions on the big swing, like, you know, compliment a girl's unicorn hand (laughs) mittens and, and just like see in her face, like I'm seen Mm -hmm. and like, this is who I am and this is okay. And I think that, um, Pondo like and coming up to serve like really allows that space for um me and my giftings to to really make people feel um like they're loved and like they are important and that um they're not just like another kid but they're like a precious child and I think that um yeah I don't know it's 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 an addicting feeling too I think too because it's not only um, so fulfilling for you, like for myself, I feel so fulfilled after I've spent time here investing in kids and in this camp. But I think um, it's really fulfilling for all the people that I get to interact with. And I don't know, I just, hmm. it's unbeatable in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would probably agree with you on that is that it's, Pondo is like a home away from home. Hmm. Like you go and it's not your home. But it's still comfortable because you have everyone treating you with 
um, love and mm. with respect and doesn't matter who you are mm. um, you come up to the big swing and you're treated just like the kid like behind you yeah. um, mm. and it's really cool that um, like to see like when I was a camper like it seemed like every single Pondo counselor like cared about me mm. like even if they didn't know my name like I just felt like they knew me mm. um, and it was a really cool uh, thing because you felt like you were part of Pondo mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's something that Brittany and I definitely um want to impart and like it's our goal to impart that and just make sure that pondo is uh really a family um with everybody that comes in so yeah yeah and i think serving in a camp is really inspiring to take what happens here Mm -hmm. maybe on a on a one day event or a three-day event or a full week event and to take that into your life elsewhere um because it, it kind of kind of sparks that question of why is it so easy to do that here mm-hmm. um, and why am I not taking that same passion and grace mm-hmm. and patience with with yeah. kids because if you can be patient with a kid while you're strapping them into a swing while they're screaming bloody murder <laughs> um, or you're about to send a kid down a zip line and somehow talk them into doing something that is literally terrifying to them yes. it's like why does that person at the trader joe's parking lot just make me want to like thrash <laughs> you know oh, it so, so it's like it really does have this um just yeah kind of life altering mm-hmm. um uh impact you know and i and i think one that's just obviously the holy spirit and, and the work that god is doing um through camp and so yeah it's really special that it can be a place for you know, kids 12 to 18 to come and experience Jesus or youth leaders from Mm -hmm. 18 to however old or even for our full-time staff Mm -hmm. and our volunteer crew Mm -hmm. that um, God continues to do a work like, and it's crazy. It's so cool to think about you guys coming here as 12 and 13 year olds and you're still here at 22. um, And I, and I would like to think that God is continuing to do a work in your life through this place. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and seriously, if you're a, if you're a person who's interested in, in working at a camp or, serving as a youth leader, um, I would just say like, um, yeah, be encouraged by this and be encouraged by, by these guys, because as awesome as these guys are, um, there's not anything just magical and different about them other than the fact that they've been impacted by Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, the truth is gospel. And, um, they have, like Daniel said, have, have been loved and have been served by people, um, at places like Pondo. And I think that sparked something in you guys to now turn around and offer that back and so um and so yeah if you're listening to this just um yeah just reach out like i promise you there are people looking for volunteers right now they're looking for youth leaders at local churches and so um yeah reach out and i I promise you there's there's massive amounts of opportunities out there to serve and so cool well let's do this let's talk about favorite crazy (laughs) pondo story you guys are already laughing so there's got to be something good Um, the hard thing is picking one the hard thing is filtering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. No, I'm really going to have to think about this, like, for real. You good? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll start by saying every dance party ever mm. would be probably up there in my favorite memories of just life. Um, but my favorite Camp Pondo story, I think, would be when... Um, Okay, well, I have two. I have like a, a fun competition one, which was um, my senior year. I like wasn't going to be able to come up to camp. And then I like managed to get like half the week off from work. And I just like drove up like a day late and walked right into a rec game. And my whole team threw me in. And it was the, what's it called? 
Kajabi Can Can, mm-hmm. um, which is a game we played our youth group all the time in preparation for camp. And I have <laughs> never played this game without getting completely thrown to the ground. Yeah. But in my just ultimate stubbornness, I never let go of the rope. And I remember playing that game like against people who are wildly stronger and have way more arm muscles than I ever will. And just being like so strong-willed that I was like, I'm going to, this is my senior year. I have to win and winning. And then the way that my team and my youth group, like, I've, I don't know, I've never felt like so much part of a team. So I didn't play team <laughs> sports and like just getting berated and like punched around the circle of a celebration. Yes. yes. It's just like, it's what camp's all about, right? Yeah. You like walked out of that circle, like in pain, but feeling like so important to, mm. you know, the cause of winning. <laughs> um, but, but then I think my favorite camp memory, um, on a more like spiritual serious note would be, um, we had this church time once in the like ping pong room. I don't know what it's called. Um, and I remember there was like a lot of weird things happening in a lot of our youth kids lives. And I think it was my, maybe my first camp as a leader. Um, and I remember like watching the like raw emotions and like the like raw encounters with Jesus in like them opening up about what they were feeling and how they were, because there was things that like we as youth leaders knew were happening in their lives, but only, um, hadn't, hadn't actually gotten the chance to hear them talk about it yet. Um, and then watching like their raw emotions and like how camp, like just really like broke chains for them, I think. And watching then after that night, not only our youth group, like come closer together and like be able to support those people better, but then also, um, just watching the continued growth of those youth kids, like, and getting to be there for the chains, like falling off. I think Mm -hmm. that was just wildly cool. So cool. Mm -hmm. I think, man, it's so hard to pick a story, to be honest. Um, But I don't care who you are. You always, with every camp, will have cabin shenanigans going on every time. No no doubt about it. You're going to have those. And those are probably my favorite memories. Um, I won't go into details. um, But they they were definitely... (laughs) You're welcome, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, so those were definitely uh, my favorites. Um, I think I'm going with Brittany's format is this on a spiritual level. I think, um, I think one time I had a youth leader take me outside like during worship, um, one service and he took me and my friend out and he was just like speaking life, Mm. like into us and like Mm. speaking over, um, just like what we were going through. And he like, didn't really know, but he just kind of started like praying and, Mm. You know, I'm starting to cry here, <laughs> but it was just so, um, shoot, <laughs> this is embarrassing. No, it's no. not. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> just give me a minute here. You're good. You're good. Dude, I swear we all have teary eyes right now. Hey, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he was just taking us outside and he's just speaking life. And mm. I just thought it was really cool that he took that step. Um, mm. Like didn't just leave it up to the leadership because sometimes when you're a camper, um, like God has different plans for what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's through worship or the word or uh, through a youth leader or whoever, mm-hmm. um, God works in really cool ways. And I think that that was 
um, really a step out in faith for uh, the youth leader. And then also like me and my friend just felt so like loved and mm. touched by that moment. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. Hmm. That's so cool, man. Yeah, I love the idea that kids come to camp and they're they're kind of plucked out of these, you know, say scenarios or, you know, I was a kid come from a broken home. Mm. And so going to camp for me was like just this very peaceful, like escape. Yeah. Um, and I remember like I had so many moments like that. There were people that knew what was going on in my life and camp provided a kind of this like neutral space where if there was things that still were like really rocking me while I was at camp, I had people that were like specifically there to take notice of that mm-hmm. and to and to take me outside and to be like, hey man, like let's let's talk. Like this is a safe space. Yeah. And and I think coming out of it into kind of that neutral space, it it also like shifted my perspective. And I remember one of the things for me was like coming to a camp where um yeah, things were tough. But at the same time, like being around other kids mm-hmm. and getting to see what they were going through and hear about their stories, it also put it in a perspective of like, man, God, God is good. Yeah. And, and he's faithful. And the fact that like this kid's going through this and like, look at what God's doing in his life. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and what I'm going through really doesn't seem as bad in comparison anymore, but God's still working in my life. And yeah. so, man, it's just so cool. And so it's stories like that, that I think motivate us to continue on as, as people who want to want to pour out here at Camp Pondo and other mm-hmm. camps and, um, and to be youth leaders and things like that. And so, yeah, it's so special. So, um, you guys just triggered so many like camp memories in my head, <laughs> but, but I think it's worth like noting that one of my favorite like fun moments and sadly it's not from Pondo. Um, uh, we've, we've been here a few years and I've got some like really special, um, memories from this place. And I'm so pumped to like think about all the stuff that's going to come in the future, you know, crazy moments. But I think it's worth noting that when I was a camper, we had a game that we would play cabin shenanigans called midget wrestling. And and so this was like, without a doubt, like when I would invite a buddy to camp, it was the first thing I mentioned. It wasn't the food or or Jesus. It was like, yo, you're going to love midget wrestling. And and so basically what we would do is take all the, all the mattresses off of the beds and like make a wrestling ring. And it wasn't just like mattresses on the floor. We would like stack them up against the wall, you know, to create like an actual wrestling ring. And then it was basically a role where you had to like wrestle on your knees And I'm not joking you. I have seen people jump off the top bunk and like body slam people. Oh my. <laughs> so, so without a doubt, like as you guys are talking, all I'm thinking about is my buddy Thomas just like wrecking me in midget wrestling <laughs> like year after year, you know? So, um, so many good memories and, and man, so thankful for camp, thankful for you guys. And, um, their sister Abby is actually in here too. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thankful for the the pierce and and gagan um family and uh um and so cool so yeah guys thanks for being on the podcast and um we'll uh we'll have the skippers back on next time they're going to be just high on life Mm. hanging out with uh with jd3 and uh and so yeah and then hopefully um next month when we release the next camp stream we would have wrapped up our winter one day season and uh we'll have some stories to share with you guys and uh yeah, just so grateful um, to be here and the opportunity to serve in this way. And uh, yeah, thankful for camps and, and camp ministry. So cool. We'll catch you next time on the Pondo Podcast.